We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Most valuable player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the lob. Oh. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Two seconds. Middleton. Yes! Chris Middleton. Nice jumper. Got it. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the Eurostep Podcast Network. Your home for all the Bucks coverage all the time. Although currently we are sweating about a different Milwaukee team as we begin recording. The Brewers are knotted up four to four against the Atlanta Braves in a pivotal game four. But enough about the Brewers. Maybe we'll touch base on them a little later in this pod if the game is over by the time we're done recording. We're here to talk about the Bucks, the whole Bucks roster from top to bottom. And we have sorted it all into tiers. And we're doing the preseason roster. So this includes the newest Buck, Jamario Jones, who was just signed today as we record, uh, Tuesday, October 12th. So we're going to get into every single player, at least a little bit, as we sort them into tiers. I'm joined, as always, of course, by the magnificent Rohan Kadi. I'm Ty Windish, too. But Rohan, how's it going? Magnificent? That's a fun word. I like it. It's true. Gives me more elegance than I probably deserve. But no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, it's fine. Milwaukee sports, uh, it's it's nothing if it's not stressful. So, <laughs> uh, but we've seen with the Bucks. hey, at the end of the day, the Bucks won the title. So, the, the uh, Bucks, how that can you really be? The Bucks paved the way, but you can do it without an elite offense. The Brewers, you get any more than the Brewers have had in this series so far, but you can do it without an elite offense, and that's important. We mentioned the word elegance before. I'm just going to – I just had to I had to do that in front of the mic so the YouTube viewers would see this beer I'm drinking. The podcast listeners would just hear it. This is a very nice home from Good City Brewing, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. The reason I make a big deal out of cracking this big beer is my best friend, one of my best friends. Ah, my best friend. He just got married, so he'll be my best friend. Uh, we'll just call him Numak. Uh, just got married. I was at his wedding over the weekend. The beer was a gift for being in the wedding. I just had to wish Numak a congratulations. I know he's currently full clench mode watching the Brewers right now. Hopefully, hopefully he listens. If hopefully he hears this and and has another smile brought to his face after many many over the weekend and many of these not not this nice but many beers going down too. So congrats 
to Mr. and Mrs. Newmark. Good city brewing. It's a good recommendation. Yeah. Solid. I'm excited to get it, to get into this and let's get into the podcast. Yeah. Congratulations oh. to them. As well. Yeah. Thank you. That's nice of you to say, Rohan. Um, oh, follow your Eurostep Podcast Network on all the stuff. Substack, YouTube, pod platforms, socials. Go do that. We do this every pod. Maybe we'll, we'll circle back to it. But I, I want to get into it. I'm excited for this. So we're going to go from the lowest tiers to the highest tiers on this podcast. I have, I have announced to you I have five tiers. You have an undisclosed amount of tiers. You won't tell me how many tiers you have. So do you want to go first with your first of – X number of tiers, or would you like me to lead off? I can go. And just so the listeners know, we have no idea what each other's lists are. We have a definitive one through 20 ranking of these players. So we're completely going into this blind. We can figure some stuff out, obviously, between what each other is going to have. But let's get into it. Um, I I have six tiers. I have more than you, which is very surprising. That is is not Uh, not an odd Given what happened in our playoff preview, where you had like... Seven tiers for eight teams. <laughs> Just absolutely atrocious. Like six tiers for 20 is fine. But that was that was disgusting. But my first tier is just called Y. This might be a little disrespectful. Um, I, I'll just, uh, I'm not going to give the players. My first tier is called not NBA players. So we're on pretty similar levels of disrespect. Anyway. Okay. Number 20. It's got to be Delorier. It's just. We have the same. I, I hadn't. I didn't have them numbered. I'm numbering them now as we go, but I am pretty sure I agree on this one. We've seen him in preseason action now. What three games? It's just I have not seen a single thing that he could do that would bring a value to a basketball team. Yeah, I don't. And that I don't, sounds I don't know harsh. What it does. But again, like you just said, I have no idea what he's supposed to do. <laughs> So I've heard I've heard that was the story with him at Duke too. Um it seems like there's a solid shot we see him in the herd this year. Um so maybe we'll maybe he will figure out and we will figure out what he does. But I I agree. Uh, he is athletic. He is athletic. He's big. He's big too, but never really carved out a role in four years at Duke. Blocked a lot of shots per minute, but that was about it. I just I, I think we started off on the wrong foot with him. His first offensive touch that we watched was one of the worst post-ups. Was it Isaiah Stewart who destroyed – no, not Stewart. No. Isaiah – I don't even remember who it was now. Maybe it was Xavier Tillman, I think. Yeah. Who yeah. just annihilated his his terrible post-up. Uh, it hasn't gotten much better since then. I know he had a couple of makes in the last preseason game, but uh, I'm, I'm there with you. We, we agree on, on number 20. Okay. So And 19 we probably agree on as well. Do you have Tremont uh, Waters? No, I have Elijah Bryant. Oh. Elijah Bryant's been playing a little better in the preseason. I'm not a big fan of Elijah Bryant, um, but I, I put Waters below him. I, I think I think Bryant, I have Waters 18, so we Okay, so we happens. just have him flip-flopped. I, I think, for me, I think Bryant can play some defense. I mean, that is why Bud played him in the playoffs last year and then emergency situation he's showing a little bit on offense too whereas i think waters is clearly going to be more useful offensively but defensively not so much so i think bryant is a little bit of a better player um but i i wouldn't sit here and argue about it over like for an hour with you or something (laughs) yeah i it's not worth an argument realistically and that is the end of my first two 
Oh my goodness. So my not NBA players tier has two more players. Okay, I'll I'll go into my next tier, which is eh. <laughs> what was the first one? Why? Why <laughs> and eh are your first two tiers? So my tiers have long names. Except, well, my top tier is called the Stars. There's not going to be too much debate on the six players I have in that tier. Just kidding. I don't know six players. Um, but my number first is not NBA players, and then we're far away now. For but my second tier is. Guys I like but do not trust. Okay. Okay. I had so fun let's, naming my tears. Let's go with my aunt here. My uh, next guy up is Justin Robinson. Yeah, we agree. What is this? Uh, 17? 17. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, agreed there. Um, I, I mean, theoretically, I hope he's just kind of better Tremont Waters. I mean, he's the one who got the two-way already, so I think that's what the Bucks see. Um, but they're kind of similar players in a lot of aspects and – I don't know. I'm not all that excited. Usually I get excited about the two-way guys. I'm not all that excited uh, about Justin Robinson. We'll see. He could prove me wrong, but I just feel like we've seen so many undersized G League gunners, and it's just really hard for those guys to end up cracking through and being NBA players, hence the tier name, not NBA players. Yeah, just kind of small guards. It just it doesn't work realistically, especially in the Buck system. It's not really a system where small dynamic guards really thrive, which is, I mean, probably understandable because they haven't really had any successful yeah. uh, small, like quick guards. I'm not taking shots, I promise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just tough. He's probably, I don't know, I don't know if he lasts his entire two way, to be honest. Yeah, I think, I think we'll see. Um, certainly now, I mean, we've talked before about having Giannis and, and the prestige of being a good team makes it easier to find good players on less desirable contracts, whether it's vet men or the kind of stuff that Bobby Portis is doing to stick around or even a two-way. There's a chance that the Bucks could find someone they would like better who takes a two-way to play in Milwaukee. And yeah, I certainly think like I have the other two-way in a whole different tier. Like I think Sandro is like clearly better and has a brighter future. Um, personally, I'm not exactly sure why they felt the need to give out the two way this early, but it doesn't really matter. You can cut and resign guys as much. Could have given it to JLB. Maybe. Yeah, let's, can we can we pour one out for JLB real quick? Let's pour one out. I, I still think he's going to end up overseas somewhere. Although, hopefully, my, well, my initial theory was that they released they released him. The roster spot was used on Jamario Jones, who we'll get to. But my initial theory was maybe he had an offering overseas and didn't want to play in the G League. And at that point, you just go to the box and be like, just cut me. Like, I, I'm like, I think he's probably well aware he wasn't going to be the 15th guy, at least right away. But now it seems like this was more a Bucks move just to get Jamario in there. I'm sure he's on an exhibit 10. I'm, I'm pretty positive. Keith Smith reported that. And he's going to be a, a, probably have another amazing season on the herd. I think his where I placed him on these tiers is going to shock you, by the way. Oh, no. Because he's next on my list. He is not next on my list. He is not okay. in his tier. Jamario Jones. See, here's the thing, Ty. You say he's not in NBA. He's He should be in the NBA players tier. What? It's not called that, but yes. Well, I mean, given he's not in your non-NBA players tier, so I'm not trying to do like a triple negative. He's tier. not firmly not an NBA player in my tiers. Uh, only on the Euro stuff. Uh, <laughs> but... I just, I don't know, like, I the skills are there, obviously. Like, he's he's an elite rebounder. We've talked about this in the past. The skills are there. I just need to see it. 
He can easily move up for me. I just need to see it. I, we haven't seen. Well, if you were watching the 2018-19 Los Angeles Lakers, you have seen I was. it. No one was. But Jamario Jones had a 5.10 rebound, two assist, one steal, one block game. A 5.16 rebound, five assist, one steal, two block game. Can I ask what dates these were? Like what month? It was April. It was the end of the year. He, he only played He only played six games. Okay. So three of his six games, he had double-digit rebounds. He also, okay, that's fair. He also, in 46 and a half minutes, in a three-point loss, a fairly close game. Let me see if Dame was playing. This was against Portland. Uh, Dame was playing against a Dame and CJ Blazers team. Jamario Jones, Jones gets the start, plays the most minutes on the team. They only lose by three. They're a minus three in his minutes because he played basically the whole game. So a competitive game against the Dame and CJ Trailblazers. 11 points, 15 rebounds, six offensive rebounds. Nurkic started. I, said I, cons- I, cons- I conceded elite, elite oh, rebound. Nurkic didn't start. Cantor started, excuse me. Um, but three assists, two steals, two blocks. He had at least one steal and one block in every game. In every game, he played real minutes except for one that he only had two steals. He does stuff. He really does stuff. I think if he either could shoot 35% from three or was like 6'9", he's probably in the NBA this whole time. But he's neither. But he still – I think he just gets enough stuff done. So I don't have him in my firmly not an NBA player tier. I think I think he's better than a few guys on NBA rosters this year. Fair enough. I can't I can't argue with you too much. I just need to see it in a non end of the season Lakers game for a team that no one really cared about against Cantor. I think I've made the case before. I would love for him to be the second two way because I do think you could is like he el- if, is he eligible? Oh yeah, he only that's he only has one year of NBA service, only the six games. So yeah, he totally is. It it just goes by NBA service time. Um, my last not NBA player is Yorgos Kalidze. Yeah, he was next for me. Um, I, maybe he's looked. I, I will say, I was really harsh on on the move. He's looked better than I expected. I still don't think he's shown me enough to where I think he's an NBA player. He I don't. Looks, I don't see it. He yet. looks like a pat. He looks like he belongs on a court. If that makes any sense. Yeah, he he's not. He's not like, oh, my God, this guy is awful. This guy can't play, which is a pretty low bar, but it was the 60th pick in the draft. But, I mean, I just am like, all right. I, he has, I think, like one actual guaranteed year. He's probably going to spend most of it in Oshkosh. So, like, he's got a chance. If he can improve, if he can if he can prove himself, sure. But I'm not I'm not there yet. I, I, it looks better than I thought it did. I don't, I don't hate the move. I just don't really care anymore. It doesn't, doesn't really matter, to be quite honest. But um, we'll see. Thanasis is good friend, it seems like. So that, that's something. Um, yeah. So then uh, that, so that would be, what is that, six, 16? Yeah. Or for me? For me? Yeah, for me, it's 15. Yes, because you already got through Jamario, too. Mm-hmm. So let's go with the next player up on your list. And I think we're moving into a new tier for you. Guys I like but do not trust. Okay. Uh, it's Thanasis. We're still not to Jamario. Jamario's farther up still. The Wait, Nasus oh, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. This is going to seem like hotter hotter takes than they are. Um, it, it very much is a hot take. Yeah, I just think Jamario is better, personally. 
I, I covered him. I know it's probably some bias. Cover I, everyone who covers G League games. Can Jamaria Jones be a starting point guard and put up like twenty seven points or whatever he did? No, but he could be a starting point guard and put up like thirty six rebounds probably. So it's really preference at that point. I think I'd, I'd prefer scoring and ability to hit like off the dribble threes. <laughs> That's the th- that you the second that you say for Thanasis is off the dribble threes. I mean, if we're talking one game sample sizes, um, I think maybe that's the reason that um, Jamario won't be the two way is because they, they have Thanasis to do the Jamario ish stuff. I think they're different players. I think Jamario is more of a big in skill set, and Thanasis is more of a wing, but they're like, no, what we do you have. Mean? A- he's, he plays point guard, he plays wing, he plays center. Exactly. He's just everything. A Swiss Army knife, to be sure. Um, but yeah, I, I think Jamario is actually better and i'm not you know you know i'm not that low on ta but i actually i've i've, I've made, i think you're I think, pretty low on ta i don't think i'm that low on ta okay someone can check the tape i've made a lot of cases for ta um i i don't think he is a top 14 player on this on this roster he'll, he'll i think he'll move up there after jamario gets waived but i think he will be 14th then i'm not good at math I mean, 15 minus one is 14. So yeah, yeah I couldn't remember where we came in on. But yeah, I, I have TA there. And then I have uh, Mamu Kailashvili next. Okay. And, then I, and then I have Jamaria. Okay, so we're around, we have the same thing. So I, my next tier is called Maybe Can See Minutes. Okay, so this Mamu, is now your third to the bottom tier. Yes, so it's Mamu and then Thanasis. Okay, so now we're through all the same players. So our top, yes. our top tiers... This is both three now because you're you're through three. I'm through two. We both have three left, so we have three tiers with all the guys we actually expect to play at least some sort of rotation minutes, yeah. basically. So let's talk about Mamu quick, though. Oh yeah, he he's shown in this pre a preseason again. Let's not overreact to preseason here, but he's shown like maybe they he is the backup center potentially. <sighs> There's a chance. That's sort why I said of. maybe conceded. No, like, you know, I, I, don't breathe, I don't breathe like that off of that idea. I breathe like that trying to figure out what the hell Mamu's position is. I don't know if I would stay say center. I still look at him as Sabonis-ish. Not that good, clearly. Okay, cool. Sabonis is a center. <laughs> is, he, is he, though? Yes. That's why, him and Turner? Turner. That's why him and Turner are just not great because they're both centers. I, I think if it, I think if uh, what are they? I forget Domas. I think if Domas, I know his name is Demontis, but if Domas was really that clean of a fit at center, I think they would have gotten rid of Turner. I think part of the reason they haven't is because they're like, well, we should probably use someone who can protect the rim and play center, truly play center on defense. I think I think they're like, yeah, we probably do need that, and we don't know what the hell Goga Batazde is, and. I, I don't, don't know. know why. I forgot about Goga, honestly. It's, I, 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 I will say I'm doing it a my NBA league as the Pacers and trying to fix them. At first, I traded Turner and trying to play with Domas as center and just getting like ran around and dunked on repeatedly. I, I traded him too. I traded both of them. That was my approach to the <laughs> Have Pacers. Have you touched any my team? This, year, this is this is 2K21. So oh, okay. no, not, not up to date. Not up to date. You're not on 22 yet? No. I'm waiting until okay, it goes for, on sale. I'm cheap. For anyone now. for anyone listening who's on 22, I pulled the new pink diamond AD in one pack. So this is just a flex. Um, but 
that. Uh, let's get let's get into the real guys. Yeah. So um, I we each have three tiers remaining. My oh next wait, let's tier... let's let's recap our tiers quick because I think it's okay. a little confusing. So my bottom tier, not NBA players: Delorier, Tremont Waters, Elijah Bryant, Justin Robinson, Yorgos Kalitzakis, and my fourth tier guys I like but do not trust: Danasis Mamu, who's definitely. He would have been bottom tier. He was bottom tier for me coming into preseason. Really proved himself. I think the rebounding is something a lot of people have touched on. It's been really impressive. So the Nasus, Mamu, and Jamario Jones. So those eight players are our bottom two tiers, which essentially for me at least is like, these are the guys I would not expect to play, really play when the team is healthy. Okay. And just for those eight players, I categorize them into three tiers. My bottom tier, Y is Delorier, Bryant Waters, eh, Justin Robinson, Jamaria Jones, Yorgos. Maybe can see minutes is Mamu and Thanasis. Maybe see minutes, I think, is a good characterization of that. Thank you. Okay. So do you want to start on the, the third sure. tier? My next tier is called Rotation. Uh, and starting this off there, Shemi Ojala. Interesting. I have less solid role players starting off with Rodney Hood. Okay. Give me the case for Rodney Hood. I, it's really, this was one of the harder ones for me to actually place because I just don't know what to expect. I mean, prime Rodney Hood for me would be up in the next tier and not the, not the last player on the next tier. Like when, like when he was healthy and and playing really well. Like game six against Denver. Also that while in Portland, Portland. yeah, like clearly that's a my. I I don't want to give away the term what I called my next tier yet. It makes me laugh a little, but he would be a tier up. Last season, Rodney Hood was not NBA players; like he was terrible. So I expect him to be better than that. I think the Bucks certainly feel like he's going to be the. You know, they signed him, but I'm just going to put him at the bottom here until I know we can trust him to play ball. Like I think I I totally get putting Shemi there. I have Shemi next. But I going in, I, I have him on a slight lead. But this is why it's a bummer. We haven't really gotten to see these guys play. I think we will now, which is going to be good tomorrow night. But it's like, I, want, I need some answers on these guys. We don't really know how they look yet. But without having seen them play, I have Hood Shemi. Acknowledging that if Hood shows up and he, anything close to peak Rodney Hood, he's going to be way above this. Yeah, I gave Rodney Hood a little bit of uh, just based on past performance rankings boost. Uh, he's not too far ahead, don't worry. Uh, but I said Shemi because I think people keep idealizing him as like the PJ Tucker replacement, right? We have not seen a lot. Get the tools are there, the skill set is there. I know his his corner three percentage or whatever. Uh, I know he's a big defender, but like, can we can we see it in competent stretches? Like, I, I get, there's a chance. There's a strong chance that he can become that role. He can fill that role, which is, I just need to see it. That's all. It's totally fair. It's totally fair. I mean, like I said, I have him next for like the same reasons. I think, and this has been my thing all along. I feel like, I kind of feel like an early adopter on Shemi because, well, before they even signed him, I was caping for Shemi on our live pod, and you were incensed. I forgot about that. I forgot about that until right now. I was a really early adopter, and as soon as they signed him, I was thrilled. And I think I won over a couple people then, and I think I did a couple threads on it on Twitter, at Ty Windish, at Eurostep Podcast, at Arcadi Jr., 
Because Rohan Kadi at Rohan Kadi won't give up his at to you. I saw you trying your best at Twitter. Give Rohan his name. The other person's not even using it. His name hasn't might not tweeted, even be Rohan. Hasn't liked anything. Has 11 it's, followers, follows 11 people. There could hasn't be been a space. 10 years. Could be Rohan. Could be a completely different name. We don't even know. There's no details given. But um, but I, even as an early Shemi adopter, like I like I got the Google Glass before other people or something, but I'm still like, it's, it's pretty theoretical. Like my thing with him and Hood both was always like, it's a good bet. It's a good bet because it's very – this was my thing with Portis and with kind of with DJA and that didn't age well. And Forbes was like, take a good bet. I mean, it's a very affordable contract. There's really no downside. Torrey Craig is another one. Um, but I I am a a believer. I am a believer in Shemi. I actually would have had him one higher, but it's been a good preseason for the next person on my list. Okay, they're next on mine too. I think it's Jordan War. It is indeed. So honestly, the so I have Wara. Uh, I think we both do. Oh, I, it depends where you have Hood, so maybe not. I, I have, have Wara. Okay, so so we <laughs> we really have these sort of figured out. So I have Wara tenth, I think, and then you would have him eleventh. Yeah. So the funny thing about Jordan Wara is this has swung all the way around now because right after the season, our take was like, he better be ready. They're going to need him. They don't have any other people. And then they make all these signings and, and trade acquisition. You know, they bring in Rodney Hood, Shemi, George Hill, uh, Grayson Allen. And it's like, oh, there goes Wara's minutes. That is no, he's not even going to play now. He's like, these other guys are just too good. And maybe that could still end up being the case. We could swing all the way around twice because, like I said, we just haven't seen some of these guys yet. But Wara looked too good to not play. And even with a team that I think is loaded, I think it, it, what shows you it's loaded is I, I neither of us, not even me, was against the Nassus actually playing last year. And now we have him like 14th and 15th on the team when he was probably what, like 11th or 12th or something like that. Really got deeper. They really they got, got, they got deeper. significant deeper. Like it's, I don't think TA got worse. I think he got, I look at him as much better than it started last year, but I just think the bucks are all around a lot deeper now. So um, yeah, that's why Jordan Wara being top 10 or 11th for me. No top 10 for me being 10th. It's really impressive for him, and it shows you how good he's looked in preseason. It feels like we've we've all known about his scoring ability. Yes. But it feels like he's even gotten better at it. He looks more comfortable. I think that's it. He's seen consistent playing time. He saw it in the Olympics. He saw it in Summer League. He's seeing it in the preseason. And we're seeing now that giving consistent playing time does not diminish his uh, his value. It, it His output doesn't decrease. And also, he's my close personal friend because he liked my comments on his TikTok. Did he? He did. He did. Oh, he nice. made a he made a some goofy TikTok, and he was wearing the 2021 Bucks Champions hat. And I commented and said, "You got to make another one next year with the 2022 Bucks Championship hat." And I got the Jordan War like so. Now we're close personal friends. I'm going full go. Stephen A. Smith. Hopefully, I never have to threaten him like Stephen A. did to KD, but. We'll see. We'll see. I never thought my relationship with Dante DiVincenzo would sour that much either. But I have him here next on that same tier, which I think is my big shock of the tier list. That was going to be my shock. What? We have the same <laughs> shock? 
So we both have Dante as the best on the non-top two tier. Or do you have Hood above him? No, I have Dante ninth. So is Hood 10th then? Yeah. Okay. Wow. So Dante, and this again, so I kind of, that's why I kind of snuck in the, oh, look how low the Nasus is now. Because I really wanted to reinforce the case that it's not Dante hating. I just think they're better. And I think they have eight guys who I feel like you can rely on more than you can Dante DiVincenzo. Fair. Uh, I don't really have any argument against it. Like they won a title without him. I don't, I'm not even holding that against him. For me, it's just I'm not like, like holding. I'm not holding yeah. it against him. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah. it happened. It, it did happen. He's just a maddeningly inconsistent player. Um, the shooting we don't know about. The health we don't know about, and that's secretly like maybe the scariest part is a lot of foot and leg injuries. I think just foot. Um, Ankle but, surgery, technically. I think. Yeah. Ankle, well, do we know? We do we know exactly what? Nope. Nope. There's a timeline. Are you we'll shocked? See. No. No. Is I'm there not. a timeline? Yeah, and he's ahead of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we need to know. It's a need to know basis, Rohan, and no one needs to know. Not even Dante or John Horse. That said, I would love if Dante got healthy someday ahead of the timeline. Great Phoenix Suns podcast. Um, and, and made us look silly and put him in the next tier up. I mean, that's the funny thing about like Dante tweeting at me. Like, I would love it if you prove me wrong, Dante. Become a star. Become Zach Levine. By all means, make me look like an idiot. I would I would have a great time. You're giving me the first, wildest look. I don't why know. Is your, why become Zach Levine? I don't know. I, it's just the first <laughs> Is that like, what you think Dante's skill set translates to? No. No. I don't I don't even know who I would. I'd say Drew. See, that just, I wanted to keep it in the realm of realism. A I'm saying bit. that's the skill set development. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Zach Levine is a terrible, it's a terrible, it's not a real thing. <laughs> that's like the opposite. Yeah, I know. It's it's everything he doesn't do. Um, and and some things that he does that that comp doesn't do, um, defense. But but no, I, I don't know. I just I feel like he is not uh, on the top two. I don't think he's in the top eight. Like I think if they trim down to eight players, there's a shot. He's on the outside looking in. Again, depending on how the year goes, and I think I don't think they'd ever trim down to eight and leave him off. But they've trimmed down to less than eight before. So yep. really, it all just depends on how he looks and how I think some other guys look, especially the next player up, who I think is really close. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I think we differ here because I'm oh. not done with my tier. Oh, okay. Well, it might be. I have the next player up for me might be the last on your tier. I don't I'm think guessing. it's Bobby Portis. You have Bobby Portis on less, uh, whatever your third tier is called? Rotation, yeah. Oh, wow. I have Bobby Portis on the next tier. I'm all in. The thing is, Ty, you say they, they won't cut down to eight or less than eight. They did. They and did. they And Bobby wasn't in it. It but pains me to say it. That it was, does. That, I think a lot changed for Bobby after that, though. Did it? Yes. Like what? Like he proved that he can stay on the floor in a conference finals and a finals and contribute very meaningfully. Against lesser opponents. Well, Where okay. he's not going to get picked up. But they didn't have that data before. Like Bobby didn't do anything spectacular in the Heat series. Sure. And I think his, I think series, his, he's getting picked to death. I think his role and stature on the team has changed. I think there were people who played in that series who got picked to death too. I'm I think, just saying. I think if the Nets series happened last, Portis gets a longer leash. Jeff Teague played in every series. Jeff Teague sucks. Out of necessity. <laughs> they could have not. I, I maintain you could have just like trusted on your best guys to ball handle more. And I would have rather played Portis than, than Teague in every possible minute. But I think he would play more if the it's impossible, but if the conference finals and the finals happened before the net series, I think it at least takes longer for him to be out. Okay. I mean, again, like you said, he has proven that he can stay on the floor. It's just at the end of the day, it's like, we all know it's, it's going to come down to Brooklyn. No matter what's happening there, no matter who's playing, who's not playing, it's going to come down to Milwaukee and Brooklyn. And that's what matters. And at the end of the day, that's what matters. And that's why Bobby's not in the top two tiers for me. It hurts. I I don't want to. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I'm I'm betting on Bobby. I have him a lot higher, actually. Okay. So what's your next tier called? Rock solid rotation players. Ooh, okay. Mine's called necessary. Okay. You're very, you're very just like. Cut to the chase with these tier names. I didn't spend a lot of time on the names. <laughs> <to be honest. laughs> um, so let's see. So I think you have probably four players on this tier. I do. And I have five players on this tier. So one of them is Portis, but we'll get to him. I think later. we have the same. I think uh, we have the same player at the bottom. Is it George Hill? No. Oh, wow. So I have George Hill on the bottom. And I almost had him in the less solid role players. Um He's just old, and you just never know. So I'm a little leery. As much as I think it was a quite good signing, I think he's going to be very good in Milwaukee. I'm a little, I'm a little nervous. I, I, I think he's got at least one more good year left in the tank. But and we've we've talked already at length on other pods about how less of a role it's going to be great for him, and and he's, this is a much better team for him than the last Bucks team, and certainly than the Philly team that you know just had. <laughs> happen but 
I'm, I'm a little nervous and, and they also won it without him. So I'm not, again, not docking points, but. Uh, uh, you already made my argument for me for why he should be higher. And okay. that is uh, Jeff Teague saw finals minutes. So does it even matter? It could be anyone. It could be you out there. I'm saying that role is necessary and he's going to. Fill. Well, is it though? If Jeff yes. Teague could do it. And they win a championship. If Jeff Teague is doing it, that means you absolutely need to have that role. But they didn't need it. What do you mean? They did. (laughs) They won the championship with Jeff Teague. They could have signed Rohan Cotty. No, I am not an NBA-capable backup point guard. Was Jeff Teague? Yes. (laughs) It is necessary because it happened. I know. But my point is, even with Teague, they handled it. <laughs> yes, I, think, I think it's an important position too. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm ready. Like he's the cracking course. the final rotation. If when you cut it down to the bare bones, Probably. and you're only playing as many people as you need to, he's in there. I I don't think it's. I wouldn't say it's 100 percent certain he's in there. Okay, we'll we'll see. We'll see. I, if he plays like he's played the last three years, I think he's in there. My my fear and the reason he's at the bottom of this tier for me is I have a slight concern that it could not happen. Okay, so you have is old. you you have George Hill eight. Yes. Okay, who's number seven for you? I'm trying to decide. I have three players who are pretty okay. Close I'll go. Now. I'll go. Okay, you go. My number seven is Grayson Allen. Oh, interesting. I feel we've seen – I don't want – again, I'm not overreacting to preseason. He's looked really good in the preseason. I'm but overreacting just to preseason. His role – oh, no, I'm scared now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> his <laughs> you, you bumping Drew down? Is his Grayson down the top three? <laughs> There's actually a top two and then another two, Grayson Giannis and then the rest. Uh, but he's shown that he is very, very capable of being – I think I called him Super Tony Snell on a previous. I think pod. you did. I think you might have to recant that, though. I stand by it, honestly. What does I'll he never, do? What does he do in pick and roll Tony ball Snell handler? Did? Pick and roll yeah, ball. Yeah, he tried to do that. That's what I'm there, saying. He's super. He's super Tony Snell. Tony okay, Snell okay. tried. He wasn't good at it, but he tried. I think Grayson is super Rohan Cotty. Hey, I'll take it. That means I'm Tony <laughs> Snell. Or or Ted Cruz. Oh God! Why'd you say that? <laughs> um, I don't even want to. I, I want to. I want to wait to talk about Grayson until we get to a moment. Okay. Next. Okay. Because okay. I want to. I have a reason for putting him exactly where I just put him. I just rejiggered. Now I have Portis. Okay. And so I have George Hill. Okay. So now, so initially, I had Portis way over. You had some very good points. I wanted to value more firm two-way players a little bit more. So I shifted it around. Um, and now, funny enough, my top six is five guys who played by the end of the Brooklyn series and one new guy. The one new guy I think is going to be the starter. So I think that's a pretty good indicator for a good top six. Yeah. Also, RIP the Brewers season. Oh, my. Is it over, over? I saw yeah. they were down one. Oh. They finally got some bats in the pitching game. I mean, listen, you get shut out twice in a five-game series. It's gonna be, it's gonna be pretty tough. Scored what? What they scored? Two runs in three games. 
Two runs the in the first three. Yeah. yeah. Was it was it was a two oh? Was that the first game? Yeah, two one the first game. Two one. I can't believe they beat a team when they gave up one whole run. That's pretty shocking. Yeah. I mean the four four run game four just a little bit too late. I, I could do a whole podcast with bad brewers takes because we, we just were not as locked in, but I think that hitting coach is a problem based on nobody on the team being able to hit suddenly. The Yelich thing though is really like like if Giannis heard- showed up and was just bad at basketball one day, I the the Bucks wouldn't even make the play. Oh, um, I heard uh, uh, one of my friends told me. I don't know if this is really true or not, but one of my friends told me he stopped getting. He was not as good when he uh, he got accused of stealing signs. Oh, Ugh. there was an injury, but I think it was like a several week timeline, and it's been two years now, so. I don't know if that that's really playing a role at this okay. point, but but now let's get to who's who's going to matter to the six. Milwaukee Bucks, the NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks. Number six, Pat Connaughton. Okay, number six is George Hill. Oh yeah, I forgot our numbers are are skewed because you've done Grayson. So do you have Pat five? I do. So let's talk about Pat. I want to take a moment. Raise or, the ra- raise it to the rafters. Raise it to the – I mean, I, I think the case is pretty strong at this point. But I just want to talk about Pat. I think this is good perspective. I had to look this up to confirm it was true. It was like one year ago when we were just crapping on that signing. Like, it doesn't seem yeah. like it's been longer. I had to confirm because time is so weird with the pandemic and everything. But it was after the bubble, right? That was the – that was. I, I looked it up, but – it was the like fact, November. It's been less than a year. Yeah, I was gonna say it's been like less than a year since we were like, this is a terrible signing that's going to set the Bucks back. And we've come so far. Now it's like I it's, don't know if we went so far to say set them back. I think I I mean if you say it's a terrible contract, that's kind of what it says. I mean, you're wasting cap space and it doesn't mean it, it we never said it closed their championship window or anything, but we said it, it was a negative move. Harsh we said it was a negative yes. move. Which I mean that sets them back a little bit. A little bit. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to give us some credit. There. No, I don't want to because I think I think it's better to be brutally honest with it. No, we it were makes you, wrong. It makes we, you. We obviously were wrong. Well, I think he was pretty bad for a lot of his time. Not just not that good. A lot of his time in the NBA, but I, I think it's credit to Pat because he turned his career around in a huge way. He went from that is small, but still somehow an albatross contract to he's actually too good for that contract to be tradable, despite it being an elite veteran wing player contract that any contender would want to have. The Bucks are at a contender. I think they want to have it more, but it's just really, really solid, really good was like basically their best role player shooter in the playoffs, their best shooter in the playoffs. I think Forbes had a better three point percentage, but basically did nothing after the first series. I think Pat finished second above Chris. So um, it's just really good, really reliable. Again, the biggest part of my case for rafters dumb, one of six guys that could play by the end of the Brooklyn series. I just think that's such an important thing. And he's invaluable. The it's fact just that at he, the end, when, of, end of the day, he's invaluable. When, when you brought up the Porter stuff, I was like, I have to have Pat ahead because you can rely on that guy against any team in any game, and that's super valuable. So yeah, he's he's shout out to Pat Connaughton. Yeah, just way to way to do it he's he's also like uh, i think nihilus bucks has pointed this out he's also just trying to convince everyone he's from wisconsin now i'm fine with it i'm totally fine with it i, I you know what i think he's doing 
I think he realized that Boston is the outhouse. And he I is, was gonna say that. He uh, is outhouse to penthousing his his life. His, yeah, his whole his existence. He's like, God, uh, Boston Pat isn't a thing anymore because I'm not from there. And, well, you know, you know what it probably is. He realized I don't need to play well in Boston anymore. There's not gonna be any important playoff games in Boston for the rest of my career. So I can just I can I can drop the act now. Someone should yeah. tell Chris. Chris should switch his his demolitions to a different team too. They probably won't need oh, him. Oh, he did. Oh, he yes, did. Oh, that's true. Everybody basically. He's dropped forty in the finals. What are we talking? Yeah, about? yeah, fair. Uh, but yeah, Pat Connison just <laughs> what is he? He's the Packers fan, Brewers fan, plays for the Bucks. Just <laughs> he's gonna uh, stuff in Milwaukee. He's gonna somehow find eligibility and go pitch for the Badgers or something like. This guy is like JR is playing golf. <laughs> that is a cool story. Shout out to JR Smith. Um, big fan of JR. But yeah, Pat, just undisputable. He's just, he's up there. He's five for me. Yeah. He's six for you. He's six for me. Five for me is I made this proclamation upon watching who were they playing? Was it the Thunder? Yes. The last preseason game, I think it was the Thunder, which it seems less impressive saying it was the Thunder, but Grayson Allen for me is five. I made the proclamation that when a team is fully healthy, he should start. Like he's that, which kind of by default. I've been there. Kind of by default makes him a top five player on the rankings in some aspects. First off, I I want to address a school of thought before I get to my, that's kind of some of my Grayson thing, but this idea of even if Grayson's better, Dante should start because we want Grayson with the bench. No, we don't. What? Why do who, we want Grayson with the bench? Who has made this a thing? That's just a thing for like all offense, no defense players who don't actually make good teams better. I don't think it's a thing with Grayson. He's now. also think, not that kind of player. No, he's not at all. Like I, I just don't understand the logic of like, oh, we want to we want to make our starters worse, so we're ahead by less when. Grayson comes in with worse players around him and less. He's like, not. No. He's not Lou Will. He's not Jamal Crawford. He's not like a super score. He's not Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, just, just like, just. He's not a microwave scorer off the bench. He is a role player, but he's really, really, really good in his role. There's yeah, a difference between those two. He yeah. can score really well in his role, but he's not a scorer. And also, I just think like he's a basketball player, Ty. He's not a, a hooper. He's both. Um, I just think. I also think just make your starting five really good and stagger and and win win those minutes by a lot. And I don't think you're gonna have maybe any playing your best guys is the recipe for success. It's a hot take by me, but I do think the best five players should play together to begin and, and, and a lot and play the most. Yeah, um, I would I would bet on Grayson leading the Bucks in minutes per game this year. You know no, Pat's I wouldn't. Dad's no, I wouldn't. name is Leonard. Are you on Pets B Ball Ref or what? I just I forgot where he was from because he's just oh. <laughs> Leonard. He's Wisconsin, I know. He's Leonard. It's just weird. That's how know. it's pronounced where, where Pat's dad is from. Leonard. <laughs> okay, continue, continue. Um, but Grayson, I just think Dante better is better defensively. Sure. This doesn't mean that much to me in a starting five with Drew, Chris, Brooke, and Giannis. Like Grayson he, is a fine positional defender. That's just more than enough with that group. I want the other side more. The thing is, the argument, like I'm not saying I, I want Dante sure. over Grayson, but I'm saying the argument here is what happens when you run into Patty Mills and James Harden? You it's live with Kyrie. Patty Mills. <laughs> yeah, it's, it can't be Kyrie. I, you live with Patty Mills attacking Grayson Allen. If that's what, if that's, if the Nets offense turns into, we got Patty Mills isoing Grayson Allen, okay, 
Sure. Ignore Kevin Durant. Hey, let's ignore James Harden. Get Patty why, Mills why? never misses open shots. I, I, is the final is the Eastern Conference Finals going to be played in international basketball? Is it the oh, Olympics? Do you see him in that preseason game against the Bucks? And just in general in the playoffs? I actually did. Guys, insane. He's a oh, good yeah, player. He He's a good player. I missed that preseason game, but um, I was sitting there like, when did he? That's right. Um, all that aside, if you have to do a situational thing here and there, maybe you do. I don't think you have to. I, I think the starting five needs offense more than defense. Like, I think d- being a defensive first team is great, and I know that's how they won a championship. They also didn't have options. Like, Bryn Forbes became unplayable. He also wasn't hitting shots on offense, and he was taking staggered runners, one-legged, awful, awful shots. His threes Step weren't back falling. one-legged. Do you practice that? When? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but I think Grayson offers a lot more defensively than a guy like Forbes and so much more. I think he offers more offensively than mm, Portis is probably up there, but Grayson is like such a complete offensive player. And the thing about Portis is like, obviously not an ideal fit with Lopez and Giannis. Even if I think those three playing together is fun. Grayson is exactly what the starters need offensively. He can hit threes. He has a quick trigger. He can run, pick and roll. I mean, the possession for me that did it was the pick and roll with Giannis. When I think it was Baisley or somebody is like, oh, man, I got to stay right on Giannis. This guy's so dangerous. And Grayson just flashes to the rim and yams a dunk home. And it's just like, who else on the Bucks? I mean, who else, period, is doing that? But who else in contention to be the fifth starter is doing that? I think he's going to make Pat. that. Ah, uh, I don't know. Uh, Pat's not Pat's not the driving dunk. Yeah, I said he's athletic enough, but I don't I don't know how often it's I've not seen Dante. It's not, that ball would have hit front iron and been in the backcourt before Dante touched the ground. Um, the ball would have tried to be a layup, like a contorting layup that somehow went into the Bucks bench. The, you know, I've seen people say Dante is a better finisher than Grayson, and I, I cannot believe not. it. I don't know if you've never watched Bucks basketball or Dante DiVincenzo taking layups is an absolute, like, it's an experience. So I just think what Grayson provides on offense is like, it's going to make that starting five. Just, I've been all in on Grayson. Oh, my I, God. I had a, yeah, it's just, I've, I've been in, I'm, I'm taking credit for this. I've been in on it ever you since. You were even more in. I loved trade. the trade at the time. You were more in. And I think it's going to go down as one of the great trades. Let's not speak too early. In Bucks history. <laughs> in Bucks history. Not oh, yeah, time. obviously. But I just like, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, most of the um, trades they've done have sucked. So it's if it doesn't suck, it's top it's half. Even time. when it's a good trade like Miritich, it just sucks anyway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I don't even know what number I'm on. I'm on my five was Pat. Who's your oh, five? Okay. Five was Grayson. Yeah. So we have so we have a lot of like the same groups of two or three in different orders. Um, okay. I'm assuming do, we have the same number four. Brooke Lopez. Yeah. So let's talk about Brooke, then rehash what we've got so far, and then we can do the top three. Um, it's, I was, a, I'm, I'm a little worried. This is, might be slightly optimistic. Um, I just think, especially in the regular season, we're going to see a little bit of slow footed Brooke, although I think he's looked pretty spry in preseason. I, I don't I mean, know. He's, if- he's going to shoot. He's going to shoot. <laughs> he's going to shoot. We're going to think it's 80 times a game. It's going to be three times a game, but, um, but uh, defensively. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't care at all about what Brooke does in the regular season. But he's looked spryer than I thought defensively for preseason. But I, I just trust him so much. I think I'll leave him here 
until I see reason to switch it in the playoffs. Like he's going to have some bad regular season games. I won't care. I'm going to stay steadfast this time. I'm not touching it. He'll until. also step up when you need him to. And yes. we saw, he put up 30 in the conference finals without yep. Giannis. That, that, that's why I said oh I'm, I'm, I'm oh. worried it's optimistic, but I'm leaving him there. Giannis is out. Who's going to be leading our team in scoring? It's going to be Chris. It's going to be Drew. No, it's Brooke Lopez. He steps up in the moment. That Brooke and Bobby scoring explosion just was one of the greatest Bucks. Oh, my goodness. Ever. Yes, because uh, we knew at that point that Giannis was like, we were doubtful. He was doubtful. He was, yeah. Doubtful? <laughs> it was a screaming doubtful. I forgot about that. Uh, but, and, it's, and then we just saw Brooke Lopez go off. It's like, man, everyone on this team is capable. It's yeah. just finding your spots. And Brooke, Brooke can find the spots. Again, maybe we're just feeling championship hangover. We deserve it. It's no, no, no. It's championship swagger. It's championship confidence. It's yes. it's not a negative like a hangover. It's a pot. It's a it's championship hair of the dog. It's like a bloody mary after a night drinking. It's going to actually make them better, not worse. There you go. That's what I like to see. So let's rehash what we have yes. here. I've gone through five tiers. You've gone through four tiers. We basically, even though we just went into this blind, we have like the same. Right. Yeah, I think which our are, which biggest, is incredible. Our biggest argument, or not, but disagreements is Jamario, like, Jamario, and like Bobby Portis and and kind of George Hill. Yeah, so I'll go through mine. My Y tier: Delorier, Bryant, Waters. Eh. So that's Justin Robinson. That's twenty through eighteen. Yes. Is your Y, and then eh is seventeen through fifteen. Justin Robinson, Jamario Jones, Yorgos. Maybe can see minutes, 14, Sandro, 13, Thanasis. Rotation, 12, Shemi, 11, Wara, 10, Hood, 9, Dante, 8, Portis. And then necessary, 7 is Grayson, 6 is George Hill, uh, 5 is Pat Connison, and 4 is Brooke Lopez. So we just have, we have uh, 5 through 8, just like all mixed up, basically. I think that's, that. I think it's, that's one of our biggest mismatches. So, 20 through, I think, 16 is Delorier, Waters, Bryant, Robinson, Kalitzakis. 2019, 2019, 18, 17. That's through 16. Um, 15 through 13 is Thanasis, uh, Mamu, and Jamario. Then I have Hood, Shemi, Wara, Dante as what would that be something through nine and then eight george hill seven bobby portis six pat conadin five grayson allen four brooke lopez so to recap it just more concisely four sorry i say three yeah i was off by a number on all of them um so to recap it more concisely in our in our guys, we think can play or should play tiers. How many players do you have total? Uh, that could play or should play. Yeah, uh, I have fourteen starting at maybe can see minutes. What about above that? Do you have twelve? Yeah. So I, I have twelve in that. I think will let's say will play. Like okay, so I have twelve. That that's still probably too many to play every night, which is like a wild problem. Don't Again, I'm saying this, don't tempt, but John Horst is, he's, he's playing with fire here. Honestly, in the regular season, bud, if you want to play yeah, 12, go God, why not? Like let Giannis play 20. Ah, I want an MVP. Play 15 guys. 
have three men <laughs> have three full line changes. Hockey, yeah, hockey subs three times a quarter. That that's the Bucks sub pattern. Just every if they do that, that would be honestly the greatest thing in NBA. every four minutes. They they they've been doing the in, uh, intentional fouls in preseason to get the starters out. Every four minutes, the NASA it's always the NASA somehow just runs and hugs somebody and they put in the next five. Okay, top three. I like how we saved this for last. Like this was going to be juicy. What's it? What's your tier called? Uh, the stars. Uh, see, I, this time I have a more fun name than yours. Mine's oh. called Worship. <laughs> <laughs> you have like like Kendrick Lamar album as your as your tears. Why worship? Eh. Necessary. <laughs> Necessary. Like scissor. Maybe can see <laughs> Maybe yeah. Maybe because you need to you need to trim that one down. Um, the stars. Number three, I have Drew. We debated this. I think I, more than you, said Drew should be number two. It was really, it was more in ball handling than anything. But I was proven wrong. Chris should be doing that. Chris did that. They won a title with Chris doing that. Drew is still awesome. And I think I've talked a lot about, like, it's cool that Chris and Giannis shoved the idea of a typical Batman-Robin power dynamic into into a toilet and flushed the toilet. And I think Drew is part of that too because he's a legit can star. We, can we change the narrative? Can we say it's Batman, Robin, and the Nightwing? Yeah, we gotta. Uh, let's find three no, superheroes like, who are more peers. No, like Nightwing used to be a Robin, so that's Drew Holiday. Oh, and now he's just like his own thing because he's he's like a defensive star who comes in. Yeah, I he's like, sort of. He's not like a ball handling star. That's where good. Chris and Giannis are, and then Chris and Giannis are Batman and Robin. I think, uh, and then Drew's just his own thing in Nightwing. I think we're we're saving. Um, what's the non-Marvel one called again? DC. Not Marvel. Wait, I think we're saving DC right here. A new IP for DC to explore is Giannis, Chris, and Drew as Robin, Batman, and I forget who's Batman and who's Robin in those two, and, and Nightwing. Um, but I think Drew turn Drew is like also turning the idea of a star on his head because he's like. I'm going to play suffocating defense, dish a lot of assists, and either be kind of bad or very, very good on offense, depending on the day, which is I'm enough. really proud of myself for this Nightwing comparison. It's good. I think it it's fits. good. I, I came up with that too. five seconds ago. So is, we, is like Giannis Robin in like a funny no. way? No. Oh. Giannis is Batman time. But, but Chris takes the, the Batman touches, so I thought that was why we – maybe it doesn't work. Are you saying that – Chris is Batman and Giannis is... Do you have Chris number one? No, no. The whole point in terms of touches. No, we're not talking in terms of touches. Oh, I was... That was the thing I was doing. It's like they turn the idea of stars, touches on its head because Chris starts the possession with the ball even though Giannis is the best player. Yeah. Batman's the best of the... Okay, I mean, whatever. I, I haven't thought that hard about... Who's Batman and who's Giannis in a long time? Or I'm surprised. who's Batman and who's Robin? I said Giannis instead of Robin. I'm secretly a Giannis hater. It's been confirmed. I think it is honestly. So uh, Chris two, Giannis one. Yeah. Ooh, no one yeah. saw that coming. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Everyone's waiting to hear who we have one, two, and three. Talk about talk about Giannis. We talked about Chris and Drew a little bit. You, um, talk, you talk about Giannis. This is. Uh, we're seeing just a transformation and not in the way that I was wrote about on the Substack a little bit ago, uh, subscribe. It, it's more like we're entering a new tier of how we view Giannis. 
And I think it's been there. We've always been like, oh, he can be in this, like he can end his career as one of the greatest players of all time. He's on a trajectory to do so. He's all, he's, he's now one of the greatest players of all time. He's not on a trajectory to be that. He is one of the greatest players of all time. And that, I think it's funny. We were recording this on Tuesday the 12th. And that's the same day that the NBA announces that they're doing their 75 greatest players of all time. Um, that they're dropping in three doses that they called it, which I thought was just awesome. <laughs> Kyrie is for sure not going to consume any of this content. <laughs> um, he's in there. He is 100% in there. It's just a matter of where. Where is he now rank among these panelists as one of the greatest players of all time? He's probably a top 30 player of all time if you end his career right now, which it's not. It's not even close. But he is. That's how we have to view him now. It's not can, like I was saying, it's not can he reach that level. It's now, he's now jockeying for position to be possibly the greatest player of all time. Go trajectory. That was what I was thinking about right after they won it. Just watching that performance, you just knew it was one of those things that like only a select few players ever have ever had games like this. Like there's been a lot of players who won championships I mean, there's been literally none who dropped 50 points in five blocks to win a championship. That's never happened before. But anywhere close to that, I mean, you look at the list of guys who have scored a lot of points in in a finals game at all or a clinching finals game, and it's like very much Jordan, LeBron, probably Kareem, Bird, those Bob kind of Pettit players. Somehow. What? Bob Pettit somehow. Yeah, I mean, Jerry West probably did it in like back-to-back-to-back losses or something, but – it's like all-time great players, and, and that's where Giannis is. And, yeah, that's the fun part now is, you know, his legacy, like Chris and Andrew and a lot of the guys, his legacy is cemented to an extent now. You know, there's a there's a firm floor. Now the fun part is, like, where's the ceiling going to be? And, yeah, I think Giannis is going to be number one on the Bucks for quite a while. Yeah, it's it's safe to say as long honestly, as long as he's on the Bucks, he's gonna be number one. Yeah. Um somebody asked me this weekend, I was in Milwaukee, what what if he leaves now? Do you have to change the name of the pod? No. No pod name is not changing. I nope. did you did you see what we saw? I saw a tweet. Somebody said Giannis is overrated. He's been playing the same, the team around him just got better. I was like, just just tweet. I don't watch the Bucks, and yeah, I, I just, choose not. No, to like just that. not not even just the Bucks. Just say I don't watch basketball, or just delete your account and That's go watch fair. basketball instead. Yeah. If you want to be a part of NBA Twitter, watch NBA games. It's Ooh, all in that. You might have to cut out a lot of people. <laughs> Quite a few. Quite a few. But it's just dumb. It's just stupid. Giannis has gotten so much better, and I could. And we saw it in the preseason game against the Thunder again. Exactly. It's a preseason game against the Thunder. Take that but, as you will. But the he play will, style. Exactly. He's like, okay, I'm going to come in here. I'm going to be better than everyone else on the floor. And then I'm going to uh, – I'll be done for the night. Also, I think oh, he's cool. going to – We haven't seen that before. I, I think he's going to run away with MVP because it looks like he's pretty committed to playing more as a center. I mean, the fact – in that game, his first touch was a design post-touch, and he just goes right through Darius Baisley like – that do you is, think? Uh, do you think Bud got confused about which Atanakupo it was? <laughs> He's like, wait, I thought that was Delorier out there. No, <laughs> we no, got, I we got to get the Nassus's post ups. 
Um, I think his first five shots all came right at the rim. He missed one, rebounded it, and had an emphatic dunk. Like, that was so encouraging to me because there was a part of me that was like, well, they did what they had to do to win. Is Giannis going to come out and try to be LeBron some more? Or is he going to lean into this? Oh, if if I let Drew and Chris set me up, like I'm literally unstoppable. Like nobody in the league can do anything. You double team me, I pass to a shooter or just score. Anyway, you single cover me. I, I now have a bag. My bag is growing. I think that shot over KD in overtime was a huge a huge building block or stepping stone and getting here. But um, as you should, I think he's bought in. He's like, okay, this is it. Like <laughs> to do the Mandalorian, this is the way, this is how I, I can dominate every single night. It doesn't matter what coverage is thrown at me. And, and they went to it in the, pre- like they, this was a game where let's be honest, could have just given Giannis the ball at the top of the key. He probably dunks eight out of 10 drives and he looks amazing. The fact that they did it against a terrible team actually makes me feel even better about the Giannis we're going to see this year. Yeah, it's just we're we're seeing an evolution yeah. of this entire franchise, realistically, and this entire team in the sense that it's not just the players, it's Bud, it's the entire coaching staff. We're seeing an evolution there. <laughs> did you did you read did you read my stocks? I did. I gushed over Bud. You did. I gushed over Bud. Plug again the uh I'm plugging again, I should say. The Eurostep Podcast Network Zach Lowe? Oh. Uh, it's, um I, I did consume two pieces of Zach Lowe content today, but I, I don't have a good place to plug him right now. But um, gspn.substack.com. Um, we do our buck stock market there. So every game, every we're even doing the preseason. So Rohan or I, and sometimes I think Adam and Jordan are going to jump in, but we, we're doing our stock movement. So we're going to track this game to game in the regular season and the preseason kind of just to tune up for us like it is for the players. But I started my Thunder stocks talking about Bud because, again, it was that same concern of Giannis, right? Like, are we going to actually see this stuff? Or was it just we did what we had to do to survive and we're going to try and do it dropping and playing Giannis as a perimeter player this year? Not at all. They did all the stuff we wanted to see. Brooke Lopez was switching. Uh, Giannis playing center, the dunker spot utilization. They are going to get a lot of easy layups, man. Some of these guys. Someone in the dunker spot that can actually dunk? (laughs) Dude, Grayson. I think Grayson. I'm sorry, Dante. I'm sorry. The Grayson hype is probably getting out of control. Man, does he look like a perfect fit for the Bucs. Just like, just another, just a bouncy guy. Like the Bucs have athletes, like obviously. Giannis, Chris, Drew, they're athletes. Giannis is a bouncy. Giannis whoa, is Giannis. Whoa, whoa. Whatever. No, go ahead. I don't mean to interrupt again. Grayson's bouncy. Grayson's bouncy, bouncy. Is this we the springiest? Is this the springiest Chris we've ever seen? It might be. I was thinking about dunker spot plays, and I, I think I said Grayson, somebody else. Chris gets the ball in the dunker spot. This is the Thunder game. I know you only caught, weren't able to catch the whole game. Gets the ball under the rim in the dunker spot and dunks from a standstill. What have we ever seen Chris do that? Is Chris just ripped now? Is there a barbecue? We, we, we've, said, <laughs> we've said this uh, a couple seasons now. Yeah. It hasn't. I mean, maybe it has. I don't, I don't know. They won a title, so maybe Man. it did pan out. I'm um, so excited. I'm so – I'm literally trying to think of one thing from the Bucks preseason. So I guess here, the things I'm not excited about is a shorter list. Not everyone's vaccinated yet, although today Bud said they're hoping that happens, so fingers crossed – um and just the fact that Bobby and and um who's still Dante and 
Are they Shemi the other guy who's still out? I think Hood is going to play now. Yeah, Shemi Shemi might play. Oh, really? Sure. I thought there was I'm another guy sure. who was out, but I'm not sure. But not everyone hasn't played. But we've seen Giannis, Chris, and Drew. Like Giannis not playing any of the games would have sucked. Giannis clearly can play. Chris and Drew looked awesome. Like the new guys look pretty good. The the schemes look great. Like I, I don't think you would ask for much better of a preseason, quite honestly. No, you really can't. They're 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 primed for a a great season. They're primed to repeat. Run it back. Run it back. Coach Bud says we have to. They ran it back and got deeper. They added some players. I just every every time I hear someone say same old Bucks, I'm just gonna laugh. Like any oh, it's the Bucks. They lost PJ, and that's all that happened to the Bucks. Did you see PJ in the preseason? Sorry, PJ. I heard he was. I thought he was playing well. No. No, I heard he made one shot, and someone said he looks great. He made one shot. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. <laughs> um, I mean, that one shot's pretty good for him. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like a playoff series. I, if people are like, oh, well, you don't have to hate on P.J. Listen, P.J. is We're a Milwaukee legend. We're not hating on P.J. He's, he's going to get an absolute thunderous ovation. when He, yes. got, he better. He better. He will. You guys he, will. Yeah. he will. They're going to play the every, We Dogs clip of him just chugging, chugging champagne. Yeah, there has the, to be, they have to do a video for P.J. I, oh, I think absolutely. Everyone is aware that. It, PJ wasn't like I'd rather. PJ wanted to play. be. PJ wanted to come back, and the Bucks wanted to go. And I still wish they would have kept him. You even seeing exactly, but I do remember, like even at the time when we were heartbroken, it was like this is the rotation player they could stand to lose more out of yeah. him or Bo- him or Bobby just going forward, and it's probably going to be the case. Yep, and they beefed up. Um, They're so good. yeah, They're so good. Oh my god, I'm excited. I'm what's so your excited. what's your win total? I know we did this uh, on our conference preview. Is it? Or Mine, has it mine's gone up? going up. Yeah, mine's going up. I think it's above sixty. Oh yeah, I'd say sixty-five. Ooh, sixty. I see. I don't know if they're going to play honest enough. They don't need to. Oh, you know what? That's a fact. That's a fact. I like it. Look at this roster we just broke up. So they don't good. need to. Ty. It's so good. They can the, have. They can have the NASA start a point guard and they'll win games. I want to. People are pretty high in the Nets depth. I've heard this talked a lot. I'll plug Zach Lowe. Zach and and Kevin Arnovitz just gushing over so the. So here's Nets the, here's my thing. I'm, I'm out on. What has James depth. Johnson done in five years? Did, did you see the Paul Millsap closeout that he got dunked on? I forget who it was over. Oh no, I did not. That guy is creaking around. I don't. I, it would have been Cat. Somebody somebody like pump faked and then just. Okay, Cat. That's fine. Well. It, it trust me the way it looked it didn't matter who the player was but um i mean no it was Embiid. it was Embiid. that it was it was net sixers Embiid pump fakes and Millsap like skitters up like a water bug or something and, and Embiid Embiid blows by him i don't know Embiid's athletic but he's still like seven foot three or whatever um I, i'm out on a lot of their proposed depth they, they have some good players they're, they're fairly deep for a team that top heavy but I don't think they they go as deep as unreal players as the Bucs do. Like Blake is real, Lamarcus is good offensively, bad no, defensively. No, no, I, I, yeah. I think the best guy to that bunch is Blake by a big. You're just saying the big guys. Yeah, like Millsap, Aldridge. Griffin. Depends if you're in on Claxton. Claxton's not going to play. He's yeah, been I, playing in the plea preseason. I, I, know. I, know. I don't know I, what he did. To Steve Nash. He didn't have a 10-year career. That's what he did. <laughs> I don't know. Like, James, like, where's their wing depth? James Johnson. 
Again, Joe Harris, James Johnson done. Joe Harris, who cool, he'll brick every single three in the playoffs. We finally all, both of us and Bill Simmons, finally share the same take for the first time ever. (laughs) Might be the only time. Uh, He's really high on Giannis and the Bucks too. um, To be fair, but uh, I just remember him going, Joe Harris, great. As long as you're playing meaningless basketball games, he's great to have on the team. And I was like, you know what? I mean, at this point, you kind of have. You want to know what James Johnson did last season? Um, James, James fought Johnson. Fought in MMA. Did he? He's an MMA. He's, his nickname is Bloodsport. So don't don't rag oh on God. him too hard. Don't rag on him too hard. Oh, no. J- James Johnson is incredible. <laughs> he is going to be an incredible piece for the Brooklyn Nets. I did, like, the Brooklyn's going to beat Milwaukee. It's, it's, it's all fine. I love you, James. <laughs> there you go. You're welcome for that one. Thank um, you. Blood sport. That's what he. Yeah, that's he's legit. Like he can't fight in games because I think he would like get in like get in trouble. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm high on the Bucks though with this new Kyrie stuff. Uh, it's it, nothing. Not saying anything is certain. I really like their chances. Me too. Me too. I said James Harden's thick again. Uh, I almost think he's better thick. It's like Pikachu. Is <laughs> he? He's not getting know. his fouls though. Like, you, do you see the clip of like him trying to hook a guy over his? No, screen? I didn't. He didn't. And uh, he tried to hook it and then just like put up a three. And the entire like he didn't get the call, and it was a wild shot that went nowhere. The entire team is just like, "What's going on?" They're all complaining. <laughs> and so like that's not like literally all the other four guys are doing that exact same thing. Oh my! And God. Uh, it's just it's not getting called. Good. So that's even even one leg, James Harden. Still got calls against the Bucks in the playoffs. So I really hope that rule change sticks. It's certainly worth it to give up some of Chris's adopted grifting. So I feel like Chris just got sick of being the only team that wasn't doing this. But uh, I'm all in on that rule change. Yeah, Chris's free throw rate might take the hardest hit from that on the Bucks. Yeah, because it might be zero with the whistle Chris gets normally. Yeah. (laughs) The only calls Chris got were – like that's why Chris actually – like. The only way he's going to the free throw line, he's getting hit on the head on drives, nothing. He's like, oh, if I get a guy in the air, at least I get free shots. Yeah, he started trying to hook guys too, and it worked a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, uh, James Johnson, greatest player of all time. Uh, <laughs> I think on that note, I think we've yeah, reached the we, end. Let's, let's wrap this up. Uh, hopefully everyone <laughs> out here enjoyed this roster breakdown. I think we just hyped ourselves up, honestly. I, we did too. I, I'm glad we got here because I just like – I was just buzzing watching the. Th- I know again, it's the Thunder, but just watching the box and and just thinking about just thinking about the Grayson Allen trade, I just get unreasonably excited. Yeah, <laughs> I love how the Grayson Allen trade is. And Jordan Wara just putting up like gaudy Ooh. numbers, and he's like double digits for us in rankings. He has his potential is something else. It's elite. I said it's, it. I tweeted it's elite. Uh, I also also only if, if anyone diehards are listening to this right now. Uh, my tweet about Grayson Allen being an all-star was a joke. And I think it was obviously a joke. People my, thought it was serious. My most improved was also a joke. <laughs> uh, it's just like, come on. It's a joke. But yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, all, NBA, all NBA is your serious take, right? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, Grayson Allen, just he might make the 75 greatest players of all time. <laughs> No, wait till wait till NBA 100. You got to oh him, yeah, then he's give him that. some time to cement it. Yeah, yeah, they can't they can't do it right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can't do it on potential. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on both the Blue Wire and the Eurostep Podcast Network. If you enjoyed the show, give us a damn review. Come on. So like, forceful. Like we're asking nicely. Are, like, are we? Are it's we? The Bur- no, it's it's the Bernie meme. I'm done asking. Like nicely. <laughs> we were asking nicely. We yeah. no longer are. Uh, no, but I'm joking. Obviously, it'd be it'd be it'd mean a lot. Uh, it, it is much appreciated. So if you if you feel the kindness in your heart to leave us a five star review on Apple, please do. Uh, also, just subscribe to the Eurostep Podcast Network everywhere. Podcast platform of choice, YouTube channel, Substack, B-I-T, bit.ly slash find GSPN. I nearly had a stroke trying to say that for some reason. <laughs> um, yeah, that's where you find all our stuff. Make sure you follow us all on Twitter, Adam and Jordan, too. Uh, yeah, we're going to be bringing you great content as the season approaches. We are less than a week away oh, from the I regular season. Oh, I can't wait. Games are going to matter. The Bucks are getting their rings. There's going to be a banner that's hung. In less than a week? Oh, man. It's going to be oh. a good time. Yeah, we when they raise in the banner, we get to see where everyone's jerseys are going to go. It's just, yeah, do, do you think – are they going to put in placeholders for Giannis, Chris, Drew, Pat, and Brooke, or are they going to they wait? They should. Probably going to wait on that. Just retire right now, honestly. Well, you got to wait. Maybe Giannis is going to get like a double size. They got to see how big they're all going to be. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Maybe, maybe you give Giannis like 34. Maybe you just retire Thanasis too just for Giannis. 34 and 43. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, sorry, were you about to say something? No, no, no. no. Oh. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, go Bucks. We'll talk to you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.